For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. It is an absolute pleasure to be with you again, and I'm excited about all that there is to talk about today. Before we get started, I just want to let you know that the Rebel Road is in its final stretch. I've got an event this weekend in Beaufort, South Carolina, both a speaking engagement at the Unitarian Universalist Church as well as a Rebel Road hybrid show with a panel discussion. So if you're out and about in the area, definitely pop on in. In the middle of June, I've got three days in Atlanta, and then we're off back to the West Coast where we're in Seattle and Yelm, Washington, and that finishes out the Rebel Road Tour. It's hard to believe it has already been 11 months, and this is completing. So get definitely get in touch and connected, and there will be more on that. In addition, uh, definitely visit the new web- website that has launched. I've got a brand-new website I'm really excited about and proud of, and there's lots of offerings. The brand-new 1111 magazine is up. And there are some amazing features by Shavasti, Panash Desai, Gabrielle Bernstein, and many more wonderful individuals from around the world that are doing their thing, living their dreams, spreading their voice, and sharing inspiration. And so this is definitely a free publication that can inspire you, enlighten you, and allow you to dive into your own passions and dreams. And speaking of dreams, are you living yours? Well, we work with dreams because they're an extraordinary path to uncovering your innate gifts, talents, and abilities. By discovering this part of yourself, you can become more fulfilled, productive, happier. You can be an enriched human being. And dreams actually provide you with the ability to venture outside of your normal way of thinking and feeling. In fact, even being the Rebel Road Tour is an exact replica of what we're talking about tonight, we begin to view the world in a new light. And when we begin to see things differently, we actually begin to act differently. We begin to be different. And that moves us towards being our authentic selves. Dreams have actually been documented as being the inspiration and solution for many important interventions and discoveries. And we are at our most creative within the dream. So dream work is beneficial to people in every area of life artists, people struggling with career choices, people with health issues, employees in corporations, teenagers, any and everybody can be supported through their dreams. The knowledge that we have through what Carl Jung called the collective unconscious is remarkable. And I have an expert tonight to talk about dreams, to talk about how your nighttime dreams can make your daytime dreams come true. She is the author of the newly releasing book entitled Wake Up, and her name is Justina Lasley. 
And I'm really excited to have this conversation because it's going to allow you to understand that dreams are not just to work out your problems, but also to live your aliveness and fully embark on your dreams in real life. So welcome, Justina, to 1111 Talk Radio. Thank you, Simran. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I, I love the whole idea of this book because it takes it into a different direction than a lot of dream books do. And I've read a lot of books on dream just because I've had people on the show before. But you actually venture into letting us know that it's not just about solving the problems and the subconscious going into those problems, but it's about taking that guidance and then using that guidance to act in the world to create the dreams that we really desire to live and have in our life. Talk a little bit more about that. Well, I do believe that is true for not only my clients that I work with, but for myself. Um, dreams have been so inspirational and guiding and supporting for me in my life of moving toward that authentic self, the creative being that I was born to be. And it's given me a lot of courage to take risk. It's given me um, ideas um, of what it is that I want in my life. And then, uh, again, courage to, to go after that. Guidelines. It's wonderful. Every night. Every night we have this gift, and not just some of us, but all of us have the ability to move into this incredible way of knowing. Now, dreams do speak to us in regard to many of the issues that we don't want to face in our waking life, that we don't want to deal with. And so the unconscious does give us imagery and perspective through our dreams, the first place we most tend to want to go is the mind and trying to figure it out, trying to understand exactly what the dream means and what every symbol and sign in the dream means. How do you feel about this, and is this the right approach uh, that we should be taking in regard to the dreams that we're currently having? Well, one thing you first mentioned there is um, is the fact that it gives us images and um, feelings of things, places we don't want to go, and um, nightmares are an example of that, and often recurring dreams. And nightmares don't come to frighten us; they come to wake us up, wake us up to this incredible opportunity we have in our lives to live our waking dreams. And so we have to um, we have to embrace that and understand that fear is often present in the dreams. People are like, I don't like the way my dreams feel. I don't want to remember my dreams because they're very frightening. Well, change is frightening for human beings. Um, we would much rather stay in a dysfunctional world of our own than take a risk and use our courage to get what we really Really want out of life, and I find this um, with clients, and I found it in my journey of dreams. I kept thinking, wait, why does it? You know, people say that dreams come for health and well-being, and it doesn't feel like this. This is frightening. And then I realized, well, it is for my well-being, but I'm going to have to risk. I'm going to have to jump off of a few cliffs, hoping I develop my wings on the way down, which I always did, so that I can land safely in this new world. And you, you, you asked the question about what do I think about um, 
you know, sort of interpreting dreams, and and we can go into that further. But um, I, ha- I do have a lot of thoughts about how we approach a dream, and the book is has a lot of suggestions for that. So, I'll- well, when we when we approach life, we often approach it from our perceptions and our filters and our wounds and our ego. How do we go into a dream, not allowing those same perceptions? and belief systems and filters to cloud what the dream is really trying to tell us. It's very difficult um, for us to do our own dreams. Uh, I can work with other people's dreams so easily in guiding them and encouraging them to understand what they're feeling and seeing. But for myself, all of that gets in the way. And so I have created exercises to use that help us move past that ego state into more of that collective unconscious, um, more of the open-mindedness. But that's how I start approaching a dream. I'll work with the dream in a certain way. I start untangling this... um, story of the dream, if I just listen to the dream, if I just um, run the dream through in my mind during the day, often it makes no sense. It doesn't move me forward. And I really have to stop and ask myself, what is the metaphorical language of this dream trying to tell me? It's not the language that we're normally um, using to understand um, actions and reactions in life. So we have to first learn that language of the dream to understand it. Well, I think emotions have a lot to do that with that and also the ego. I know that many times if we see the symbol or the sign of, let's say, a snake or a dragon or a volcano or uh, something that's burning, we immediately want to believe that that's something bad. Right. that is taking place rather than understanding that it in some cases could be transformation or could it be that something beautiful and passionate is erupting. How do we allow ourselves to step into feeling? And if we're stepping into feeling, how do we shift just past the egoic feeling that might want to interpret it a little bit differently than a feeling that may be layered underneath? Right. I think emotions is one of the... Um, three qualities of dream synergy that I think are the most important for making not just understanding dreams but using our dreams to make changes in our lives. And I've done research with some of the dream groups that I've led and I I was looking to see what it was about dream group work that caused people so quickly to make major changes in their life, even if they had been working on this for years through traditional forms of therapy, all of a sudden things happened fast. And emotions was one of the key things I realized was that people were beginning to understand what they were feeling. And I think most of us go through our lives not knowing how we feel yet we base all of our decisions on how we feel. And we don't even know that fear is determining that decision. So the dream doesn't um, uh, uh, camouflage, I guess, the emotions as much as we have learned to camouflage them in life. We have learned, you know, don't be mad, don't be sad, don't be afraid, be glad, be joyful. So the glad is the only part that 
many of us get rewarded for feeling. And the fear, the sadness, and the, um, the anger is often put aside as negative behavior. So I have a, a vocabulary of emotions that I created once I realized how important the emotions were to help people start paying attention during the day. Take an emotion check. How are you feeling right now? Are you mad, sad, glad, or afraid? And often this is the most difficult work people do in dream work, but it is the most beneficial. It's amazing what happens when people say they're thinking about taking a new job and they know in their ego, they know from research all the pros and cons of the job, but yet they don't take it. They let go of some wonderful opportunity, not realizing that it's fear that prevents them from going um, or taking this new opportunity. So it's just wonderful. The dream allows us to understand it. We feel real fear in the dreams. We may wake up with tears in the morning. I've done that where I didn't even know I was sad. And I wake up, I'm like, okay, Justina, it's time to do a little journaling here. What are you sad about? And it's just so hidden into our busy daily life that until we stop to pay attention, um, we can't move beyond it. Now, I know that so many people can be stuck in life and block their real dreams in, in our uh, waking life. Mm-hmm. And do we also, there are a lot of people that say, I don't even dream, I never dream. Are, are we blocking our ability to dream in, uh, also in our sleeping life? And in doing so, what does that do? Yeah. Um, Many people um, remember a lot of dreams. More people remember few dreams or no dreams. And I have really done some research on that, too. Why do some people remember easily and some people don't? And I do think intention is the main part of remembering dreams. We can no longer say, you know, that I don't dream. Um, that is something we are all doing as human beings, and we're actually having five to six dreams a night. And it is better than going to the movies um, to, to live, you know, remember some of the storylines and what's going on in the dreams and the emotional impact of them. So first, if we're intentional, and intentional doesn't mean I just want to remember my dreams, but I'm going to do something about it if I remember my dreams. So I'm going to have paper and pencil by my bed to make notes because you probably know too, Simran, that dreams are like vapor and we wake up in the morning, we move into our busy to-do list for the day and our dreams are gone so quickly if we do not write them down. So I make notes in the night of my dream or just first awakening before I even move from the bed, I I start making notes of my dreams and then I go into more detail um, before I get up and start my day. And it's a meditative kind of practice for me and, and seeing what's going on for me at a deeper level at that time. One thing that I really liked in the book that I have not seen before was you talk about drawing the dream because a lot of people say we should journal But drawing the dream gives it a whole different visceral experience and also adds the element of color and even um, allows a greater 
degree of tapping into emotion I yeah. found as I, I did that for myself by suggestion of your book. Oh, I'm so glad you did. And it is wonderful. And drawing, um, when, when I draw my dreams, I try to draw with my non-dominant hand. So I'm right-handed, so I draw with my left hand. And that connects us with a less critical voice, more creative side of ourselves. It takes us away from our ego of that knowing that, that the the ego, it's, it's not the good knowing, the deep, soulful knowing, but the more of the rational mind of what we ought to do, what we should do when we connect with our dominant hand. But try drawing the dream with your non-dominant hand, and then it doesn't need to look like anything. It can even just be feelings, and like you say, colors. Or it's interesting to me when I will put out 50 different colors for people to draw with and they draw their dream in gray a pencil they'll find a pencil and draw it and I'm like wow that's really interesting that you don't have any color in your dream and they really can convince themselves that they didn't have the option of using color because they happen to have a pencil in their hand but most often that dreamer and that particular dream will um, come up that it has little emotion. Um, I'll say, how did you feel in the dream? Um, I really didn't feel anything. And gray is such an identifier of lack of emotion. And so we see the same thing worked out with it, without even their knowing it, that this is what they're doing. Someone will put a lot of red in their dream. I mean, it could have something to do with passion. It could have to do with life force, um, love. There's so many things, alarm, um, warnings, emergency, but the dream, the color in the, our dreams, add a new dimension. It it increases the understanding and the meaning of the dreams. So with color, emotions, all those things, that we move into that more creative side of ourselves, we will learn more about our lives and understand ourselves better. Wake up. Are you hiding out from your authentic, true, empowered potential? Do you need to come out of your attic? Metaphorically, what is your attic? Where do you hide your gifts? What do you yearn to offer the world? All humanity will benefit when you let your light shine. And as you open to your dreams, you will no longer live as you did before. You will model positive change for friends, family, and colleagues. Working with dreams on an individual basis is productive and fulfilling. Working with others magnifies the rewards of this dream work. Your dreams are tailor-made for you, but you can gain much information for your life through the dreams of others because of the collective unconscious and the thread of humanity that runs through all of the dreams. Justina Lasley speaks about organizing dream groups. And if you're interested in organizing a dream group, she's created just another book that is uh, just a book for you as well, Honoring the Dream, a handbook for dream group leaders. And it's a helpful resource with the step-by-step guidelines for creating a group and facilitating the dream work within a group. It's all you need to get started. So definitely look up both of her books, this one that is just releasing entitled Wake Up and also Honoring the Dream, a handbook for dream group leaders. And you can find out more about Justina Lasley and all of her work at www.dreamsynergy.org. That's dreamsynergy.org. We'll be right back with Justina Lasley.
The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you would like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Simron at Simron-Singh.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simron Singh. You can definitely download any of the archived radio shows for 1111 Talk Radio over the past five years off of iTunes or off of the website. We're celebrating our five-year anniversary, and I'm very, very excited about that. Each and every radio show is timeless in its wisdom, so definitely take advantage of the full library and celebrate with us as we continue sharing beautiful voices and broadening minds as we move ahead for the next five years. That will be wonderful. In addition, you can access the 1111 magazine freely. Just go to my website, 1111mag.com or simran-sing.com. It is hard to translate all of the essence of a dream into words. Drawing dreams is a good way to bypass the limitations of words. The impact of the dream is much greater than the individual elements of this dream. Sometimes we have to move to words to think as we acquire knowledge and understanding, but the emotions and energy associated with dream images provide the real information for change and transformation. What do you feel about the images of your dreams? What memories are stirred up? This is from Justina Leslie's book, Wake Up, and I invite you to explore this because it really is filled with some wonderful practical exercises and some different perspectives on dreams to really allow you to utilize them not only to figure out your past, and figure out what you need to to deal with and solve, but to also take that and empower yourself to create the dreams of your waking life and your future. So definitely find out more about her book, Wake Up, and go to her website. There's also some upcoming events, including an event in Berkeley, California, at the International Association for the Study of Dream Work, June 4th through June 9th, and you can find out about this on her website as well, dreamsynergy.org. Welcome back, Justina, and I wanted to just touch back on one point that you made in the last segment, and that was about the use of the arms, and I know that the use of the left hand or the non-dominant hand, uh, let's say instead, the non-dominant hand is actually 
speaking from the soul or speaking from the inner child. And, and the right hand is more of the ego. I want to talk about that child place. And in my own book, Your Journey to Enlightenment, that's where I try to take people to, is back to the essence and wonder of the child that they are. Children know how to imagine and how to dream and how to play in their waking lives. And, and when we're working with our dreams, is that a perspective that we need to take in looking at at how these dreams show up or in looking at perhaps the child that we need to go back to that this dream is actually around. Oh, absolutely. It it takes us right back to that authentic person that we were born to be. And I love a quote that I once heard that first time I heard it brought tears to my eyes, that it was, God bless the children who know the truth before they're told otherwise. And I think that's what happens to us. And I think the dream is a balancing to keep that authentic nature alive. And the fact that we sleep through it and we discount our dreams when it is part of our nature to stay tuned in. It takes us away from all those shoulds, the oughts, what our parents want for us, what our teachers want for us, what society wants for us, how they want us to act and react. And not that those things are bad, but they may not serve the nature, the child that we're brought back to be. And I can't help but mention that I am a brand-new grandmother, and my grandson just turned two weeks today, and Mm -hmm. I have never enjoyed so much watching a child and being so in tune with what the dream does of us bringing us to that childlike state, I watch him in such a different way of this is who you are and just such a hope that he can stay in touch with that. It's very difficult in society to stay in touch with that childlike nature. But I often will dream of ourselves as children or other children in our dreams. So I I get my clients to really look at that aspect of the child, identify with how the child is acting and reacting in the dream, and get to know that part of ourselves that so much wants the same thing that the child did. Um, And I could go on about this forever because I think that is if we can move back to that point of what it was that when we were five years old that we desired and wanted um, before we were told we couldn't have it, we have really succeeded and the dream will take us there. You know, when you talked about that, uh, I have a three-year-old and I can watch him sleep and from the time he was born I've watched him when he was sleeping, and I could see when he was dreaming, and oh, there was yeah. always this contentment and a smile and even times giggling, or I now have a new puppy, and I watched her the other evening, and her little body was moving as if she was running, and you could tell she was having the best time in her dream as if she was running through a field. And we dream in joy as children, but as we get older, it seems that because our dreams are trying to sort through our problems, um, in, in this way, there's an element of the joy that disappears. And, and do you believe that that element of joy that disappears is more so the, the perspective and the filter that is now on us that, that we have bought into by the parental figures uh, or the caregivers that we've had? Or do you think that it is 
really um, more so just the, the essence of the dream trying to get us to look at that emotion as well. Well, this really brings us to another point of dream synergy. Um, we talked about emotions being one thing that I think we really need to understand in order to make significant changes in our life. And another is um, character study, like all the parts of ourselves, like the child part, the young adult, um, the part who likes to work, the part who doesn't like to work, the part who really wants to play, um, the part that wants more routine, and the part that doesn't. And all of these are at odds with this, with ourselves. You know, we're, we, we are all these parts. And we want to be the child, but we want to be the adult. So in our dreams, I suggest that people use these characters in their dreams to understand those parts, to really start negotiating between the child and adult, between the part that just wants to have no responsibility and experience that joy that you're talking about, and the part that realizes they have to go to work and actually um, make a living so that they can enjoy those um, wonderful, playful parts of themselves. And the third part of dream synergy, which ties into this, is belief systems. And I think we're way beyond um, in our in talking about dreams, um, placing blame on anyone for forming our lives a certain way, because we can change that. And this is where I realized that people really got stuck after they understood their parts of themselves, they understood their emotions. Some people were still stuck, and it was in belief systems, um, beliefs that they had carried with them throughout their lives, never examining, never accepting that they wanted to keep or saying that they wanted to dismiss. They just lived their life according to the beliefs that someone else taught them. And now we need to get beyond that. And the dream helps us so much. If you look at the dream and you ask yourself, what is the operating belief system here? What is going on? What is it prevents something from occurring in the dream or um, facilitates that occurring? And often it's a belief system that moves us forward in that. So it, it's so important to understand what we do believe and what is holding us up or not. So it sounds very much like the archetypes are at play even in our dreams, that the different types of archetypes are showing up to uh, help us uh, to not only bring those aspects out in the dream life, but perhaps also to bring more of a spotlight to those aspects of ourselves that are dominant or non-dominant in our waking life. Yes, absolutely. Archetypes are huge in dreams, and if people don't know... What archetypes are? The Carl Jung was the first one to um, refer to those as the soul of the um, uh, of of the being, really, of all these different parts of ourselves that are playing, acting, reacting. Whether it's the male, female, the anima, animus, he called the mother type, the king, the child. Um, there are the trickster, that um, part that, that comes in and sort of messes things up for us. We have all these at play. And it's really fun to look at dreams through 
archetypes and see where our dominant um, aspects, who's making the decisions here, because sometimes it's the adult and sometimes it's the child and sometimes it's the parent uh, within ourselves. So dreams don't allow us to blame others for our predicaments. They really ask us to accept our responsibility and make the changes that we want to make. In, in my first book, Conversations with the Universe, I talk about how the world and everything in the world is actually a sign and a symbol that appears to show us more of who we really are. In the dream, is this also the case? Are we really just seeing in terms of every aspect of the dream, uh, whether it is different people that show up or different symbols that show up, that these are all various aspects of ourselves that are appearing for us to understand? Yeah, I do work with dreams that way, and it doesn't matter whether it's a character in the dream or the setting of the dream or um, animals in the dream or houses in the dream. It's, I am amazed. I can hardly go to that point of saying how um, inclusive the dream is, how creative. When I look at dreams and I take them apart, seeing that every aspect of that dream is there for a reason, every color, every feeling, every setting, every animal, every person, Nothing is accidental. It doesn't matter how far I go into uncovering the layers. It all has meaning. And to think that we are that smart to be able to put these things together. And I think that's one thing that drew me to dream work was the first dream that I shared. I was amazed that I could be so clever. And I had had an art background. I knew I was creative, but I did not know that I could create such an amazing storyline with characters, costumes, setting, all the things that you would do in a movie. And I did that on my own, and it told the story of my life and where the um, barriers were for me to change. And I, just, I was so caught up in, in the creativity of the dream and understanding myself in a way that I had never been able to. Wake Up is the book that Julie Justina Lasley has created, and she's asking you to wake up a bit earlier each morning, remember and record your dreams, and be enlightened for the day by choosing an exercise to uncover a message from your dream maker. It's fun. You should try it. She's included all kinds of exercises to help you open up to those dream messages. One of the most important aspects of dream work is to identify the emotions of the dream and bring that awareness to waking life. Since we often act and react out of our emotions, it's helpful for you to be conscious of the emotions at work in your waking life. There are exercises that help you make a connection with the emotion itself and the physiological state associated with the emotion. In addition, she has come up with Dream Synergy, which is a process that is dream-centered, down-to-earth, and a brand of dream work that is both accessible and effective. It honors the sacred nature of the dream and the dreamer and gives the authority of all dream work to the dreamer who dreams the dream. The synergistic method supports the belief that the total effect is greater than the sum of the individual elements, the sum of the emotions, 
the belief systems, the character traits, the symbols, the relationships, the techniques for opening the dream, the method and the people involved in working with the dream. Even the sum of the dreams brings you to transformation. The goal of dream synergy is to create change leading to fulfillment and joy in living your life. The approach allows for a quick shift that promotes personal growth and individuation by helping you fully understand the blocks that are often sabotaging change. You can find out more about this, different events that Justine is involved in, and all of her other products at dreamsynergy.org. That's dreamsynergy.org. We'll be right back with Justina Lasley. This is the Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you would like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Simron at Simron-Singh.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simron Singh. In order to be successful in making significant changes in your life, you must commit to bring your dreams into waking life. Do what you can to keep the recent revelations at the forefront of your thoughts. As we look at our dreams and our waking life's actions and reactions, it's helpful to think about the parts of the self that are childlike, parental, judgmental, bossy, driven, lazy, mature, all of them. When you isolate and recognize each of these diverse aspects of yourself, you can appreciate that each is carrying out its own agenda and causing havoc until you set some guidelines and bring them under control. This understanding can lead to a dramatic shift in your behavior. You're not becoming a new person. You're actually reclaiming your original identity and potential. You're sloughing off all the learned behaviors and beliefs that never fit who you were born to be. This is from the book Wake Up. Use your nighttime dreams to make your daytime dreams come true by Justina Lasley. It's a brand new book, and I urge you to get it because it has been filled with some beautiful processes, wonderful writing that really helps you understand your dreams and how they're here to support you and to uncover you. You can find out more about her, the dream synergy process, and all of the things that Justina is 
uh, creating in the world at dreamsynergy.org. That's dreamsynergy.org. Welcome back. You have got some reminders in your book about honoring your dreams and your destiny. Can you speak uh, about a few of these and how we can take those nighttime dreams to really allow us to move forward in our daytime dreams and desires in life? Yes, we do. Just like our intention is necessary to um, remember our dreams, then we need to be intentional about bringing the dreams into our waking life. And, um, you know, the first thing is writing down our dreams. We have to have the dream in order to work with it. And so um, creating a wonderful journal um, that is filled with your dreams. I actually created a journal that's guided, that helps guide people through the dream process. And um, you can use anything that you have, but it's nice to have a little instruction on that. Um, then you need to find the meaning for yourself in the dreams. So if you um, work with some of the exercises, the dream synergy exercises, with um, learning the metaphorical language of dreams, um, you can begin to uncover your dreams. And then I really encourage people to journal along with the dream work. I use a separate journal for my um, more general type of journaling. But after I do my dream work, then I, I write about what have I learned, what do I want to see, the changes are made. And some people go, well, I don't need to write it down because I've been thinking about it. But to me, the thinking process is just a circular process of continuing to you know, think of the same thing over and over instead of actually moving forward. And I say in my journal, I get tired of writing the same thing over and over that I'm going to do. And I was like, wait, I said this six months ago, I said this a year ago, and now it's time to take um, the bull by the horns and make the changes that I want to make. What I think that my dream work really enhances my waking life because I start looking at the world in a metaphorical way and everything starts to have meaning, whether it's a flower or meeting a friend or running into someone and not knowing, just seeing these synchronicities of life that are um, uh, sometimes in the dream where we have someone we have someone in our dream we haven't seen since we were in the third grade and so we learn to get meaning from that and I carry that over into my waking life why did I run into this pe- person and what did they have to offer to my waking life just as in the dream I don't think anything is accidental I don't think it is in life so what am I noticing what am I looking at and what meaning can that have for me that enriches me you know as I was hearing you speak Justina one thought came to mind and it is that we live in such a fast-paced society we are go 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 we're busy Um, most of us can't even keep track of what's going on moment to moment in our days we're not mindful in that respect and yet our nighttime life, our, our sleeping life, is equally as important to this daytime life. It is part of our spirituality. It is part of our wholeness. And, in fact, it is when we are probably most closely connected to source, mm-hmm. when we're in that 
space. So talk about the importance of really allowing the dream to be prolonged past just the small glimpses of memory that we hold in the morning or even contemplating it just for the next day because you have exercises in the book where you talk about, you know, allowing it to be savored through the week and and going through and looking back again at the elements of the dream that you've gone through the course of the week. Right. Well, this is why I'm still doing this work. And despite friends and family thinking that it's time for me to retire, I am not finished because I have not woken up the world yet. And that is why I named my new book, Wake Up, because I have learned the power of the dream. I have watched others with the you know, how their lives have changed with the power of the dream of paying attention. And it is too important. It will change our world. I think all of us want to see a gentler, kinder, um, more inclusive world. And the dream is of that world. And so I cannot encourage people enough to wake up and pay attention because we're missing this whole gift You know, it is a gift. I mean, we don't have to pay for it. We don't have to set aside extra time for it. We don't have to actually work out time. It's whenever we sleep, even a nap, we are given these incredible images and messages, but yet we ignore it. And I can't fully understand why people do. And I don't, there are a lot of things that I don't understand yet. If it's so important, why are people sleeping through it? I know it's important. But one thing that I come up with is that it's too easy. Like when we're given something, we're like, well, everybody dreams, so that couldn't be important. But Mm. look at any other life process that through generations, you know, and, and, um, and development of the human being that we are still carrying around. It's like, you know, our heart beating and our breath. Why do we still do this? Because it is part of our ability to live, and the dream is like that. It is just as valuable to us as our heartbeat, our breath, you know, all of the natural functions. It is a natural function of us, but yet we do sleep through it. And so... I don't know. I got really passionate about that. I was like, well, there are a few more people in the world that are not understanding, like millions of people. And when I do work with a group that understands, which is is often, um, it's amazing what small percentage of the population of the world they are. I think it's harder for us in the United States in our patterns of our lives than some um, other cultures that put more respect in the dreams and it's discussed in their families upon awakening, um, you know, it's a discussion at breakfast or, or before the day begins. And then in communities, um, dreams are often used before any major decision is made for um, a community our culture, um, you know, they, they look at their dreams. They incubate dreams. They put the question out before they go to bed because it's such an honest, pure truth. And I don't find that with anything else, that very essence of truth for the individual. 
Well, I know that when we daydream, when we allow ourselves to be like the child and dive into imagination and dive into the play of that place where we really take ourselves through a scenario that is an outcome that, that doesn't even, is not even present yet, that we actually change neural nets yeah. and we actually create synapses in our brain that start firing off to literally change the reality and bring things into play. And so if we're doing that just in moments that we allow ourselves to daydream, I can't imagine the possibility of change in neural nets if we are consciously bringing a night dream into our daytime reality by going back to it and dreaming it again in a waking conscious way by going into it. Mm -hmm. So I can so see how that would create such a different reality for so many people and how it would also follow what you talk about in the book in regard to creating a, a new a new life or creating new dreams to come true and reclaiming that original identity and potential. Yeah. Yes, and it it will. I mean, us. You know, we have to take that individual responsibility to pay attention to our own personal dreams, and then it's wonderful to form groups. And you mentioned that earlier in the program about how I really encourage dream groups, get people getting together to um, share their dreams. So in that, it takes it to another level of understanding because there we're having community around these dreams and this truth of our human existence. And then, you know, like the International Conference for the Study of Dreams that you mentioned that's the 1st of June in Berkeley, that is so wonderful to see people coming from all over the world, um, some of them um, professionals in dream studies, but many just you know, so interested in their own dreams and and seeing that come together and see different languages and cultures sharing the same dream. It's a different feeling. It's a different um, respect that I yearn to see in the world. It's an an opening, a non-judgmental kind of of world, and I think we need so much of that, and the dream has that to offer. It is not a form of judgment at all. The dream has no use for judgment. Um, it might tell us, you know, that's probably not very wise of you spending your time, but it doesn't tell us that we are stupid for doing what we're doing. It just um, encourages us to embrace things that are are more um, promoting more of the life we yearn to live. Well, I know that there's so many voices out in the world right now that are speaking about how our desire to continually work hard and, and turn in the way that we're turning is not really productive. It, it really is the opposite, and that there are other ways to actually create with ease, with joy, with play, and it seems like dreamland is one of those ways that we can allow ourselves. And many of the mystics have always said that we are a dream Mm -hmm. and we are the dreamer. And so if if this waking life is even a dream in itself, then why not allow ourselves to to fully immerse ourselves in in the other dreams that are showing up and and bringing them into play now? Yeah, it's... it's it's very important. And one thing that when you say life is a dream, research is showing now, which may um, 
really push the people to opening up to new belief systems. But the research is showing more and more that we are actually dreaming all the time. And that that's why we can go into quick dreams when we nap. That's why we can move so quickly into that imaginary space of daydreams. It's because that part of the dreaming mind is active to a certain extent, but our busyness of life gets in the way and distracts us from understanding that. And some people are closer than others to that. Um, Some people can um, totally remove themselves, as we said earlier, even from remembering their dreams at night, um, much less during the daytime. But it's a wonderful world when you start seeing the connectedness of everything in the world and really understanding the beauty that's available not only in the dream but in our waking life. And it's a lot of fun. That's what I say about dream work is that it's not hard work. It's, um, it asks a lot of us in taking risk and using our courage to um, get what, what it is we say we want to get. But it's humorous. It's, it's fun. It's, um, it's, it's, as I said earlier, like going to the movies. I mean, we are going to play out not just any movie, but the movie of our life. Well, in, in dreaming, people don't realize is one of those fast tracks in regard to the law of attraction. When we allow ourselves to really sink into that place, we actually activate it in an even faster way than we do with all the effort. We do. We do, absolutely. With ease. With ease. Uh, we just have about a minute left, and I'd love for people to have a little understanding about dream synergy. You talk about it being dreams plus action equals change. Talk about how it creates the change. Okay. Well, I do think, as I said, that dreams are given to us as a gift. So as human beings, we're all dreaming. But in order to create the change that we often say we want, we have to provide action to those dreams. So we're having our dreams at night. Now, what are we going to do about having those dreams? We're going to write them down. We're going to use some of these exercises to start understanding this metaphorical language. We're going to take action steps. We're going to understand the different parts of ourselves that play out in the dream, our emotions, and our belief systems that either support or sabotage us in the world. So when we do that, we do, our lives do change. And anyone who has ever done a Dream Synergy workshop or worked with me on an individual basis, I would say that within one hour of working with their dreams, in some way their life changed. And most people cannot believe the um, how quickly they gain new understanding uh, about themselves, and I've really looked into that, like, why is that true, and why is it different from traditional therapy? And I think that the reason is that it's coming from within. It is authentically ours, and we understand ourselves. On, we're not looking to the outside for answers. We're not looking any longer for someone else to fix us, but we learn that we have the answers to that, and we take responsibility and take that action to create the change. And it's a wonderful journey. 
Keeping the Dream and Your Waking Dreams Will Come to Life. The title of the book is Wake Up, Use Your Nighttime Dreams to Make Your Daytime Dreams Come True by Justina Lasley. You can find out more about her at dreamsynergy.org. Join me next week when my guest is Juliet Utterstoke, and we're going to be having an experiential, uh, wonderful experience with her in terms of going into the upper realms and healing and clearing something on a global level. So definitely don't miss that. It's a brand new type of work that comes from the mystery schools, and she is uh, pretty incredible. So I look forward to that. In love, of love, with love and as love. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Top Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens.